Welcome to the Drag <laughs> the Drag Race Recap Show for Drag Race Holland Episode 2 titled Give Face. My name is Joe Batanz and I am here to walk you through, guide you in a director's commentary kind of way through the latest episode of Drag Race Holland. As I said last week, this is a work in progress. We're going to see how today's episode goes, but I've actually done a lot of preparation for this episode. There was preparation last week, but I've done even more preparation. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, this week we saw the girls uh, make their own they take their make their own take on wooden shoes, on traditional Dutch wooden shoes. Uh, we also saw uh, them do a workout video, but yet never saw the video. And uh, then uh, we saw Miss Patty, well, Envy Peru won, and then Patty Pam Pam went home. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to walk through the episode. We're going to do it in sync. It's all going to happen right now on Drag Race Holland. But first, let's get into the episode. Like I said, this is a work in progress. All right? A work in progress. And I'm trying to figure out, and I think I'm getting close, to how to figure out to do a show in a live commentary kind of way where you can listen to the show as this recap show and I can give information and talk about it as the show progresses. I, I, you know, in listening back to last week, I feel the mistake was I was trying to do play by play. And I don't think play by play as I don't think it needs as much play by play as it does needs commentary and whatnot. The tricky thing, though, is, you know, when you're doing a traditional recap show, I don't have to match it in terms of what's happening on the screen. I can talk as long about one topic as I want and as short about one topic as I want. And here I don't have that luxury. I think I've sort of solved a little bit of the problem. We're gonna, Like I said, this is a work in progress. I'm trying things today. Like, for instance, we're going to ring in some, uh, I'll read some, when we have some downtime and I have nothing else to say, or, or there's a moment that nothing really happens, I'm going to read some comments from the Drag Race Holland subreddit. Uh, I'm going to, I have my own comments. So, uh, I was talking about this a bit behind, before the show with uh, the people who are in the chat room. By the way, let's say, you know what? These are the real superstars, the people who show up in the chat room, uh, to re- listen to this mess. So let's say hi to them. We have Humble Pie, I'm a Librarian, Astute Girl, Travi Cosmos, Devin McKay, Dean Barney UK, Jeff Huckle, and seven people listening elsewhere. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Luke Stamen points out, he's the producer for our Drag Race Thailand show, that it takes him three times as long as regular Drag Race. Uh, and, um, it's true. People don't realize it takes much, much, much longer. One of the things that you don't realize until you cover a show like this is when you're watching regular drag race, because you speak English, if you speak English, if you're, a, you know, for us, I'm, I'm a, a native English speaker. I don't speak Thai and I don't speak whatever. I, there's a is it Netherlandy. I, I have someone corrected us what they speak in the Netherlands or in Holland. I want to say Dutch, but I guess that's not right. And uh, and so when you're watching, when I'm watching American Drag Race, when I take notes, I can look down and take notes or or be a little distracted because I can hear what they're saying and I know what they're saying and I know when to look up if it's important. With with the, any other language that you don't speak. You don't have that luxury. You're reading subtitles, also trying to catch a very visual. It's a very visual show. You realize what a visual show uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is when it's subtitled, because you're trying to read. They honestly, they they could probably find a way to put the subtitles in the middle of the screen. You could probably catch more, but you're looking at the bottom while so much is going up on top, and you're trying to figure everything else that's going on. So, uh, uh. So that's why I was saying that um, it, it takes long. So here's here's my process now. I think this is what I'm going to have to work out. I, I paid for it in yesterday. I thought it would just be a little bit easier yesterday, but it wasn't. Is I'm going to have to – where's my remote control for this? Is um, – so it comes out on Thursdays at 3 p.m. for me, okay? It comes out on Thursday at 3 p.m. 
I'm even though Thursdays are my day off, I'm just gonna watch it. I'm gonna still treat it like a day off because here's what you have to do. And this is what I've so far what I've learned, and maybe this might even evolve as we do the show. Is you have to just watch it once, just to watch it, just to watch it as a fan, because you, you you're you're missing so much if you take notes. So I watched it once just as a fan. Okay, yesterday morning that was the problem. From now on, I'm about to do this on Thursdays. Just watch it as a fan, see what happens. Then I need to go through, and this is what I did yesterday. So I watched it twice yesterday. And then, and the, the second time takes forever because then that's when I watch it. I pause it when I need to take notes and I take notes on any thoughts I have on the episode. That's just to have a backup. So when I do, and I didn't do this last week, that's to have a backup of what to talk about, breakdown by scene of what I have to say about that episode. I might have additional thoughts as I'm watching it now. What's sort of fun is I'm sort of free now from reading the subtitles. And uh, I can just watch it and maybe notice things that I didn't notice before when I was reading the subtitles. Because I already have my notes. Anytime there's a lull this time, I'm going to go to those Reddit comments and read those Reddit, com- Reddit comments. And we'll see how it works out. Again, like I said, this is a work in progress. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to do this in sync and in time where that what we're doing is uh, complements the show rather than than act as a redundant. I mean, you know, uh, what's funny is <laughs> if I really wanted to do something fun is get some actors and we just read the subtitles uh, along with it. And then you just uh, listen to that as you watch the show. That might actually probably be better than an actual recap, to be honest with you. All right, uh, let's get in this. And now this is how it's going to work. I'm going to uh, uh, immediately press pause. We're on the World of Wonder logo at zero. Uh, I am going to uh, give you a countdown, okay? I need to come up with countdown music, but I'm going to give you a countdown. We'll do a five, four, three, two, one countdown. And then when I hit, when I say, when you hear the buzzer... There's going to be no buzzer, by the way. When you when I say go, that's when you press play. All right, here we go. We have five, four, three, two, one. Press play. Uh, okay, so, you know, they keep talking about these flashing effects, and I don't know what they're talking about. While the preview is on right now, so I'm assuming we all saw... Uh, the episode, uh, I'm going to tell you something, and this is something that I already have in my notes, but I might as well tell you things, is that I actually think Fred is doing a fantastic job. I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's, it's a tough role to play because you don't want to be too much. You don't want, but you don't want to be like a, a shrinking violet. It, it's, it's a really, it's a weird balancing act to play. And uh, she does it very, very well, where she is essentially the substitute teacher for RuPaul, but not doing it in a way that is distracting. It, it, it's just done really well. I do think it's sort of weird that why does RuPaul appear and, and sort of lend her name to this, but Drag Race Thailand, RuPaul basically has nothing to do with it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think there's a little bit of racism involved. Not, I don't know what the contract is. I don't know what sign. Maybe Drag Race Thailand is just inherently so much it's other thing. Or maybe they determined English isn't as spoken as much in Thailand as it is in Holland. And so maybe that could be it too. And so they speak a lot of English in Holland. But here we go into the next day after Room's exit. Um, and the girls are entering the workroom. They're doing the traditional uh, wiping of the lip sync. One of the things I noticed is, and I was telling a, a friend of mine uh, was taught was asking whether he should watch Drag Race Holland. And as much as I like Drag Race Holland, it it it, it really does follow the uh, the footprints of regular drag race in so many ways. And so I don't know if it's, if you're, if, if, unless you have that itch, I haven't seen anything that per, per, says, Oh, you need to watch it. The way I felt about it, drag race UK, I was like, Oh, you need to watch drag race UK. Uh, I do, I do, you know, I like that the, the somebody just complimented room. I think it's right here, actually. Uh, 
that they're talking about um, how Room, I think Sedergren was saying that Room had the balls to say, oh, you don't like my shoes? Well, I like them. And I think that is a really cool thing um, that uh, we get to see here. Uh, Janie Jacquet, who, as we see in this episode, is, is carving a space out for herself, I think almost intentionally to be the villain, uh, is congratulating herself on her uh, win. But uh, Patty Pam Pam, who we know is not long for this world, is just foreshadowing, seems to have a big uh, problem with it. And so now the girls are undressing, and that's what's going on there. And then here we have the uh, the traditional title, which I think actually looks... I can't tell if it works better or worse than usual. But, um, uh, yeah, so now we're here in the Drag Race Hall, and episode two is starting. It's the next day. The girls are skipping into the workroom, as is usually the norm. One thing I'm going to notice right here is Envy and Abby are, A, are dressed so similarly. Oh, no, they're not. That's, um, uh, Megan Schoenbrun. Anyway, uh, Abby and um, Envy both have their hair covered. And it's so funny, with both of their hair covered, they look so similar. It shows you how much their hair... Because that, that, that right there, I would have thought that was Abby, and that's actually uh, Envy. Um, actually, I can't... Yeah, well, because Abby has long hair. She has to have the one of the cap. But yeah, they look so similar with their caps on. It's sort of crazy. Um, and so, uh, and I don't know why Sedergren is so kissing up to Janae Jacquet, which Janae Jacquet is very talented. I'm going to give you that, but, um, but, uh, I don't know. Sedergren, I think Sedergren's playing a good job here. Sedergren, by the way, coming out as an early favorite, people are liking her. They just got the siren to go over to see Mama Rue. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Dean Barney loves Fred. Uh, we're going to talk. Luke talked about the strange sound editing. Um, and we're going to talk about the, uh, the, that when, when the moment comes. Um, I actually have found, and I learned this through Drag Race, that these video moments when Rue talks to the girls uh, rarely have anything to talk about. I mean, to play, they're singing Let's Get Physical with their own twist on the ending. But other than that, I've never found anything in those videos worth recapping or talking about. Fred coming down looking fierce in those high-heeled shoes. God, I gotta say it right now. I'll probably say it several times this episode. Abby OMG, I said this on Discord, and I'm gonna say, make it official here. Abby OMG is the hottest drag race girl out of drag in the history of the show. Hands down. It used to be Aja for me, but Abby OMG, oh my goodness, for real. How fucking hot is Abby OMG as a boy? I'm going to tell you something about this dress. They're pimping this dress that they're going to win. Like it is the next thing. The ne- I don't think, I mean, I think it's fine. I don't see why it's such a great, amazing value. Oh, by the way, this this uh, this blonde, curly-haired uh, pit crew guy, this is, I think, how Cameron thinks he looks. I think Cameron thinks he looks like that guy, my my ex-boyfriend Cameron. But uh no, he doesn't. Um So uh we're gonna get into the clog challenge where they have to decorate their clogs here. And look and look, it has traditional Dutch stuff like the wooden shoes, obviously, and the tulips. And uh so there, it's obviously some sort of traditional Dutch theme. Um I'm gonna be honest with you, and we'll do it. I really, the the editing was so poorly done on this mini challenge. They didn't, it it was hard to tell what the shoe, like, you would think they would focus on the shoes more. It was hard to tell. And and the one that would go, oh, look at that shoe. And by the time you read it and you looked at the shoe, I'm going to have more time to look now. It was like, I didn't know whose shoe was whose. I didn't get to see what was so... It was very, very difficult to follow this challenge. But what's funny is I actually like the challenge. I actually really do like the challenge. I uh, I just didn't... Um, I had I found it difficult to follow the challenge. Um, so here comes Fred now to... Uh, okay, so it's funny here. He comes in and he says, I would love someone who speaks uh, this language. I don't remember what it's called. 
because they put girls, but I feel like that he was saying girls, but some sort of cutesy gay Dutch way of saying girls. I don't know. So let's see. Well, I'm going to try and follow it because now that I'm looking and I know who these are, I can follow. So Sedegren, I think Sedegren's shoes look great. I think they look fantastic. Having this is my third time watching it. And great walk. Sedegren, go. He throws it to the Cameron. Uh, to Cameron. Okay, here comes Patty Pam Pam. Okay, so now we see him. No shoes, though. No shoes. But far away, the shoes. Now we get a close-up look, but then that's it. And now it's Mama Queen. And I, it's so like... Look, look, I, it, like, it's so fast. So by the time I look, who are these? And look, I've lost the, the thread. Okay, here's um, Madam. Um, okay, and then who's... Oh, this is... Is that Janae? I can't tell who... Now it's so far away. I mean, this is... Oh, it is Janae Jacquet and her shoes. But I'm trying to figure out who's who's. And, okay, now this is... Is that Megan Schoenberg? Yeah, it is. But she wins. I didn't even really get to see the shoes. This is Megan Schoenberg right here. Um, and then... Um, oh, Megan Schoenberg doesn't win, does she? No. And Okay, now that's Ab- Abby OMG. Great walk. But, again... The editing was so poorly done. We need more time per person. We needed to see the shoes. We need to see who it is. So, like, Chelsea Boy wins. But I'm like, uh, now I get to see the shoe. Like, I thought thought Sedegrins were so much better than Chelsea Boys. I will say, I will say that um, Envy, by turning into a heel, was a worth the win. And by the way, I didn't just realize she won the mini and the maxi challenge. So go Envy for a double win, maxi. Everyone seems to agree that Envy should have won here. But again, I think I think Sedegren might have been robbed. And I actually think someone else might have been robbed. I don't know. I need to see the shoes in close up. It was very poor editing. That there is Someone was saying on Reddit, and we'll get into this, that the, for some reason maybe that the editing was rushed. That they just filmed this in July, and that could be the case. That they needed more time editing, they didn't have that kind of time. So Envy and Chelsea Boy here are the team captains for the workout challenge. And uh, let's see here. Um, So I'm going to already tell you who they choose uh, while they choose them. Chelsea went with Janae, Abby, Mama Queen, and Madam, whereas Envy went with Sedegrin, Megan, and Patty. Uh, I want to talk right here, even though it's a little early. We're going to see that Madam is chosen. Is good. Well, it's between her and Patty Pam, Pam Pam for the bottom two, for the last two chosen. And Madam Madness uh, is already apprehensive. She knows she's going to be one of the last chosen. And it's bringing back memories uh, of her childhood. And a couple of things, I'm sure you guys, because all of you who are listening, you're experienced drag race listeners uh, and watchers and everything like that. Anyone who's listening to this is, you know, knows drag queens. Is I saw this and the first time I saw this, I was like, oh, Madam Madness, you're going home. <laughs> and I will say bravo to the editors for living, leading me down the primrose path. I really did think we were going to see a goodbye to Madam Madness, even because we, she was even in the bottom two. And what I was going to say, when I was watching it the first time, it, it, it seemed like they were, even though they were telegraphing it so obviously, when they showed the little picture of him as a little boy and whatnot, and even though I never had this happen to me, I was always in the middle growing up. I It still broke my heart for those gay boys who were always chosen last for choosing sides. Uh, and it I, I teared up a little bit. And it might be the first time that, that I can think of, that I can remember that I teared up during a drag race moment. It, I found it very, very touching. And... Um, you know, it was a great twist right here. We've just seen it. And I think I think Drag Race should do it, too, that the last queen gets to choose the team that she goes to. They may have done this before, I don't, but I don't remember them doing that. But I think it's a great turn. So it gives that person some power over uh, their their fate. And I think that's a great thing. And I really feel for Madam Madness and, I, and for anyone who's ever been in that position. Um, I'm sure I've known what that feels like. I've been left out of other things, not that. And I think that's probably what I was remembering. And it was really touching to me. 
So as we know, they're going to come up with a look and they're going to have to come up with a theme for their workout and the team captains are in charge. So now they were going to go to the respective work tables for that. Um, for those of you who are listening live, the music, and this is throughout the episode, is so disjointed and weird. What's funny is you see this comment on Reddit, like, oh, what's going on with the music? And um, it's something that happens. It's been happening on Drag Race Thailand forever. Drag Race Thailand has the same music thing. I think it's for shows that don't have as large of a budget. That they um, have to, uh, they don't have the budget. And so World of Wonder basically lets them use RuPaul songs for free. And so they just cut up a bunch of RuPaul songs over and over again rather than paying the money. Even Because even those royalty-free licensing songs, you still pay a royalty and a license and it can be kind of expensive for broadcast. So maybe they didn't have the money to spend on that. Um, and so, uh, they just gave him these RuPaul songs for free. Uh, okay, so we saw this moment earlier with Team Chelsea where Janae's already being cunty. I know we already missed the moment here. Um, but she's talking about why was it bad for Madam to want the same thing. I don't understand why was it bad for Madam to want the same thing. And, but I will do agree that Chelsea should have made a decision. Over here on Team Envy, um, they're talking about how Megan Schoenbrood's known as the whore. I'm wondering if there's something lost in translation. Is she actually a sex worker? Because they made it sound like she was a sex worker. But I don't know if it's like a drag joke, if it gets lost in translation. By the way, the Club 69 name, I feel like we're so over it. Anyway, the table vids were very odd. Oh, look at Madam Madness with her real hair. Why have I never noticed that before? Uh, or is that a wig? No, it's her real hair, right? Anyway, um... Wait, hold on for a second. Is that Janae and Jake? Is that Janae, Jake and yeah, and Abby? They're all hugging each other and so into each other right here. Oh, weird. Cause we know what's to come. I would have focused more on that. All right. So here we're coming. We're coming right before the episode, and they're just saying like, "Oh, your videos better be funny." Uh, and uh, we're gonna see that. I guess this is one of these things. I was telling someone about how we're about to go into the um. They introduced who the guest like director's gonna be why she wasn't on the judges table i don't know but okay whatever they've done that before in drag race not a big deal she's one of these celebrities who i guess is very famous and well known in holland um uh but we don't know who she is but she seemed pleasant enough um so okay so now we're going into the workout video uh, uh, lots of, uh, of, uh, great, and I appreciate them, shots of the pit crew. Here's the woman who's joining them. And we're going to talk about, um, these videos. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that this challenge should have come a little later. I understand what's going on. But in this video, apart from Madam Madness, I'm really having trouble knowing who is whom in this whole thing. Like, I can't really tell, uh, and they don't really do a good job of telling you who is who. Um, all right, so the clapboard snap. Also, by the way, did you guys have the same experience? I'm watching it right now. The way they've done this overlay, this frame on it, it has that same look as whenever they do on a coming up after the break with the white bar, with the bars in the top and the bottom. So I kept thinking when I was, when I would check back in, like, Oh, this is what's coming up. But no, this is actually the show. Okay, so again, another weird post-production choice here because it goes into this weird, like, um, bar up and down. But in between, they go back, when they come back to Fred and the woman, it's not like that. So I don't know what that, we oh, there goes Madam Madness. Oh, I forgot. So awkward for Madam Madness for that moment. Um, uh, so there's, um, Madam Madness. Uh, you know, I'm going to say I'm I'm really thinking about the choice she has here for the outfit. And I feel like something that would have been brought up definitely on old school drag race. And I wonder if it would have been brought up um, right now is, I mean, in, in, in current day of drag race, is what kind of drag is Madam Madness doing? You see, I'm here for the bearded drag queen, but you have to... Um, 
I don't know. Well, she does it in her look. So is she is she playing as a boy or is she playing as a girl here? And what does that mean for the scene? Very funny moment, by the way, when they walked back and did the the uh, you know the thing they always do in those medicine commercials. Um, by the way, I wonder. They say that um, this must obviously be Envy. No, Abby OMG. Right? Is Abby OMG on Madam's team? I got to check right here. Let's see who the teams are. This will tell us who it is. Uh, no, yeah, Abby OMG doing. Abby OMG is Brazilian. It's, maybe she's doing Spanish, but I would imagine a Brazilian was doing Portuguese. But maybe she's doing Spanish. A very funny take on this. Um, look, here's the deal. The movements were funny, but it's very obvious. And I was actually had this question here. Is um. Uh, is th- it, it, my question was I just forgot what the question was I was reading my notes and I, for, I lost my train of thought here but um, here's the deal Fright, where, is Fred sort of giving the judgment right there when he goes not really a strong team next and were the girls right there because he, he makes a positive comment now for the next one for team 69 or workout 69 or club 69 or whatever they're calling this um he says how great they were. But well, I think what I was going to say, I know what I was going to say. I remember my train of club, Jim Club, Jim Club 69. What I was going to say is, and I think, look, Drag Race does this too. So it's not that I have a problem with it, but we're going very early on into the drag queens as clowns stage. I feel it's been sort of the thing with drag races. It always start off as drag queens are clowns. And then as the, as the season progresses, that they're fierce supermodels. And, and worthy of wearing couture. Um, I mean, look, objectively speaking, and well, no, it's always going to be subjective. I will say Jim Club 69 was the better team. It's still the dumb jokes. By the way, Sedegren give me for my, um, for my, uh, for my, uh, um, Cl- Camp Wanakiki fans, uh, Sedegren right there in the background give me very strong Dear Ruthie vibes. Uh, and I feel Dear Ruthie probably would appreciate Sedegrin, and Sedegrin appear- appreciates Dear Ruthie. Uh, but all of them doing a very funny job. Uh, a lot of it's very over the top. So it's like that, you know, I'll be honest with you. I feel drag queens are so much more clever than this. And I always, this is never my favorite part. And this is personally speaking. Maybe for a lot of you, the dumb, you know, overt dick jokes. By the way, for the record, RuPaul loves this kind of humor. This is RuPaul's kind of humor. Very on the nose, sexual, over like sexual drag queen joke. So who am I to judge? It's her, it's RuPaul's show and this was franchise and, and a spinoff. And so, and it's working for them. Oh, by the way, look at this. Setagrin, what a weird skill Setagrin has. By the way, Abby OMG not doing too badly herself either. Oh, no, not Abby, uh, Envy Peru not doing too badly over there in the background. Uh, Setagrin, man. And and by the way, so now right here she says, what about someone who can't do this? What's the alternative? Was this a setup? Because this is such a funny joke that did they have it planned? It is done so well right here. This joke that they have a chair. Like you just work out. It's like if you have a chair, do this. And then she does the same thing, but in a chair, which is obviously the joke. Very funny. And I don't know if that was a setup they had her ask that, or if I don't know. That is so funny. And I was I've thought that every single time that I've watched this. Um, uh, and look, here you go. Fred tells him that he that he loved it, that it was really, really, really good. And, and right at the end. So I think that, because one of the complaints you're going to hear, especially on, um, on Reddit, when we get to those, when we have time to get to those, is that um, why didn't we ever actually see the final workout video? Now, someone points out, if I don't get to, I'll point it out now, that the simply, you know, this challenge, it parallels the challenge in season three when they had Susan Powder come on and uh, season three, they did a very similar challenge. We also didn't see the video in that one. Now, right here, the girls are going to learn that one of the judges is famed transgender YouTube makeup star Nikki Tutorials. And of course, the girls lose their motherfucking goddamn minds. They're so excited for Nikki Tutorials showing up. And so, uh, by the way, she, it's so funny right there. They have Mama saying, I'm totally dying, but she literally says the word gagging. When you listen to the audio, she says the word gagging, and they put in the word uh, dying. So it's so funny, the translation even fucked up when she literally says the English word gagging. 
They said she was dying. Uh, and so the girls are all ready. They know it's going to be about the makeup. Now, one of the things I want to talk about this now, someone was talking in Reddit about how the challenge, was, we're on elimination day now, by the way, uh, that the challenge itself wasn't well translated. And I guess we missed this somewhere in the translation. And maybe someone who speaks the language can uh, write in and confirm this or whatnot. But the, the challenge was more specific that, yes, it was about face, 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 and giving them makeup, uh, the face, but also having it that um, the girl's uh, outfit sort of supported the makeup. So that it somehow had to play a role in the makeup. The look had to play a role with the makeup. They couldn't be two separate things. Uh, that was why I read on Reddit. We're going to get to the Reddit stuff in a little bit. Uh, here we are in elim- Elimination Day. You know, Zedegrin here is talking about how worried he is about the makeup. As we see later, Zed- oh, Chelsea Boy is so fucking cute. Zedegrin uh, uh, says that uh, he's worried about his makeup. But as we see, his makeup skills is, are, are great. We see them on the runway. Now, is Patty, Patty Pam Pam's wearing some sort of jacket? Is that her own face? On the jacket? That's what I want to know. You're going to see it right now. We're talking, Janae Jacquet is talking about it and makeup. Who cares? But uh, she has a face on there. Is that her own face? That's what I've been trying to figure out. They're talking about plastic surgery, and there seems to be, which is unusual for drag queens, a sort of judgmental attitude about drag queens where we see on drag races definitely much more of an acceptance and promotion of plastic surgery, where here, like, they seem to be like, oh, well, I've had it, but only because of the, like they're very embarrassed that they've had it. And I think Abby at a point says she's never had it. And we're like, okay, bitch, you know you're going to fucking get it. She'll get – Abby will – I'm telling you, Abby just looks amazing right now. When she needs that plastic surgery, that here she goes right now. She says, oh, why do I need plastic surgery? Bitch, She, I bet you in 10, 15 years that bitch will look all pulled back and shit like that like they all do. By the way – Right here, Sedegren talks about how he was very fat. He said he was 180 kilos, which according, I, I did a translation earlier and they said that's 390 pounds. That's a lot. Well, Sedegren looks like he's a big man, so he probably carried it well, but that is a lot. And, and so he lost and he has, he has a much healthier body and good for him and had to get some skin pulled back. Um, we're, and so good for Sedegren. Here he looks fantastic now, I, and you know the surgery looks great. I couldn't tell; I wouldn't been able to tell either that he had this surgery to have his skin pulled back or anything. So uh, go Sedegren with uh, with the surgery. So uh, right now we're going to see a moment right now where um, I believe is it Envy or is it Abby talking to Madam Madness about her what happened to her earlier? We're going to see in a second. I have it, Abby here. But I, for some reason, have in my memory that it's actually Envy. Uh, we're gonna, they're, they're having a dumb conversation about makeup and whatnot. So, okay, here it is. I believe that's Envy, correct? That is Envy. So it's Envy Peru talking to Madame Madness and talking about her. And then in the confessionals, I feel she's kind of mean about it. Uh, like... Here, Madam is sort of confessing how she felt about it. And she's, Envy's being nice to her face. You know, Envy is being nice to her face, but she's here. She says, we've all been bullied. Get over it. That seems to be, it's a, it's, I want to know what's going on in Envy's past. That she has to be, but yet here she's being a fucking two-faced bitch and being simply nice to her, to her face. Uh, now again, you know, right now they're talking about makeup. We're not at the part yet. We're going to find out where, um, Abby OMG has a meltdown about her. Um, uh, as a meltdown about her uh, corset. So I was going to read a comment, the top rated comment um, for the the recap over uh, the post episode discussion over on Reddit uh, from 420 High Charizard says, thought Megan redeemed herself this week. She was really funny and playing up her character in the exercise challenge. She was fun to watch and I just loved her look there. She also looked gorgeous on the runway like her mug. The blue thing is a really small matter and okay, I agree with the leotard that they could have cut a bit higher. Otherwise, she did well, especially compared to last week. Thought she could have been low or safe. Um, 
They say here to, uh, someone responds and says, to be fair, last week wasn't an acting challenge though. So she can act and be funny. That wasn't the challenge last week. Cause remember, yeah, cause, uh, Megan Schoenbrood redeemed herself with her acting. That's why she got, you know, which we'll get to get to that. I have thoughts on that. Uh, Linear says, like a lot of people, I like Setagrin and I'm seeing it pop up that they did a mockery of Asian culture for performance. Not this. And I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen much about that. Um, but we'll see. Uh, okay. So, um, this is the, now we're in the moment where Abby Omji is losing her fucking shit, uh, over the corset missing. Uh, and she, and she's already accusing it of being sabotage. You know, it can be a million other things. Um, this seems like it's one of these things. I don't know. At this stage, maybe it'll pay off later. At this stage, it reminds me there was a, a moment in season six where a door is freaking out about her dress falling apart, what's going to happen on the runway, and then they go to commercial break and what's going to happen. And then it's never spoken of again. It's never spoken of again. Okay. So here, Madame Madness finds the corset. And at this point, I would be like, oh, okay, whatevs. Uh, there it is. Found it. Yay. Problem solved. And, but she just keeps on going. This is the part where Janae Jacquet is right. Like, Abby still won't stop talking about it. Abby still thinks it's some sort of sabotage. Uh, where I just feel like there's so much shit everywhere that shit just gets misplaced. And so, uh, Abby just sort of needs to get over herself. All right. So here we are on the runway. They do the traditional runway thing, much like uh, RuPaul does. Here comes, um, uh, Fred giving me a lot of Chanel vibes here on the runway. A lot of Chanel vibes here on the runway. Looking fantastic, though. Uh, again, just doing a great job standing in for RuPaul. That's how I see it. A lot of hate, by the way, on Reddit for the Michelle Visage of the show, Nikki Plesson. Um, someone pointed out, though, who was from the Netherlands, um, said that there, she has a sense of humor that doesn't really, that there's a Dutch sort of sense, or I don't know what you call it, a Netherlandy sense of humor. There's Nikki tutorials, by the way, calling her hi, Mama Roo, and hi, Fred, and saying, Fred's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But then, uh, Nikki Plesson, uh, now remember, there's two Nikki's. There's Nikki tutorials, who's the YouTube star. Then we have this, uh, big fan of the show. I don't know who she is, and she seems, I remember her being Roxanne Mazes, okay? Uh, she she seems irrelevant to me on this thing. And then Nikki Plesson, who's a different person, she's the Michelle. She comes off as kind of cunty in this episode. And so uh, uh I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to the judges' critiques. Um Okay, but now we're going to get to the looks. And I'll comment on the looks as they happen. And they're going to happen right now. Here we go. Category, as RuPaul says, is face, face, face. But remember, the look has to tie in. Here's Patty Pam Pam. I'm going to tell you something. They were nicer to the look than I was. I thought this is an awful look. I thought that dress was awful. The makeup is, and I know I got the, I got what she was doing right away. I got it. But this frame and the picture and the pipe and the ear and the, it, it was awful. Boo, boot. Spray of life. Love the makeup. Love the hair. I don't know how I feel about the outfit. I mean, the jacket seems, I guess, fierce. I do like the boots. Uh, and, but I will say it does, Chelsea boy in the back, it does do the thing where the outfit's supposed to support the look. It does that. So I guess it, it is a safe look, but I'm not a big fan. Here we go. Everything going really fast. Mama Queen. I love this, actually. Why this wasn't a top two, at least staying on the main stage for the top, the, the, Mug is fierce. The look is fierce. I like the headpiece. I like it. I, I, this is more than safe for me. I don't know why it was safe, as we learn it's just safe. Next, we have Settergrin. Ugh, loved this outfit. Again, the outfit was supposed to sort of support the look. It does this. Fierce makeup. Fierce things on the face. Uh, trying to be a Jackson Pollock painting. I get it. It has the look. It had, I think this is a fantastic look. I don't know why she was so self-conscious about her look. Fantastic. All right. Here we go. Megan Schoenberg. And let's look at the look. Remember, as we say, it just sort of ends at the waist. Uh, oh, you know what? I see Nikki's point. Where did that blue come from? And it doesn't match where it's coming from. And then there's nothing on the bottom. There could have been more on the bottom. I agree with that. Uh, it should have been on the bottom. Megan Schoenbrood, get it. But the top is fierce. I will say the top looks good, but it, it's missing something. Madam Madness is awful. This looks awful. I, I know everyone really, really hates on the dress, and the dress is not great. Some people were saying it might be the worst dress, one of the worst dresses in Drag Race history. I don't know about that, but 
Yeah, not feeling this. I I don't know. I feel there's so much you could do with a bearded look, and she didn't pull it off. Abby, OMG. Now, here's one of those things where I thought they were a little hard on it. I think the look is great. I think, yes, there was suffering from the chest makeup and the face, but I get the image. It is kind of basic, but it does meet the basic challenge. I was fine with it. Envy Peru looks fantastic. Uh, the wig is fantastic. The dress is great. But I don't see how the outfit, uh, according to the, uh, from what I read on Reddit and the translation, I guess it sort of blends into the look. Yeah. It's a great look. I, it's worth, worthy of a toot from me. And then finally, we have Janae Jacquet. She's an alien supermodel. The look is fierce. Um, the blue is fantastic. The blue face. It does blend in. I would have put this in the top as well. See, to me, Abby OMG was safe. As we see, they had they had two tops and then four bottoms, essentially. Abby OMG sort of is hovering in the middle there. We're going to see the safe queens, by the way, right now. They're going to pull them up. Uh, they were um, Mama. Uh, we're going to see. She's going to pull them up. Chelsea Boy. Um, I agree is safe. Mama Queen, I feel, should have been in the top. Janae Jacquet could have been in the top, but okay, safe, I get. And uh, they are going to go inside. Uh, but Mama Queen, to me, should have been in the top. Abby OMG should have been the safe. I would have swapped them out. Uh, I think they're just trying to put, I think they're just trying to shake Abby OMG up. Maybe she's getting a little too cocky there, and they wanted to make her shake because the look was pretty good. Okay, so these are the best and the worst. We're going to do the judges' critiques now. Some of them I might just read Reddit comments because I'm pretty bored. Look, Patty Pam, I, I might just do that because this is just plain bad, you know? Uh, and, and and I agree that it's forgettable. Uh, even though, let's comment on this. Zimboni, and I agree with this and we'll get it. Zimboni on Reddit says, I was very surprised when Patty Pam Pam lost the lip sync. We'll get to this in the lip sync, but I agree, especially the way it was edited. I thought Patty Pam Pam won the lip sync. Uh, I thought, oh, well, there goes um, Madam Madness going home, especially with what we saw with that uh, confessional from earlier where she was not picked. I thought she was going home. Uh, next we have Setagrin. Uh, they're going to give high marks to Setagrin. I agree with this. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why Setagrin didn't win. Uh, Envy Peru's look was fierce, but was it better than Setagrin's? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, again, I don't know what the logic here was with having Setagrin as not winning. Cause to me, this look is everything. Uh, going back to Reddit, Elbow all, all Wanderer says, I'm enjoying Fred more and more as the show goes on. Gutted we did not get to see the final video products. Like, couldn't snip it together for us? Oh, yeah. Here's that moment, by the way, with the shoes. Weird that Sedegren said to a woman, a, a cisgendered woman who lives her life as a woman, that you don't know what it's like to be in heels all day. And But then also weird of her to pull her... Because, you know, she fucking had her foot out of the heel when she was under the desk. And then just slipped it in. But, like, I don't know. That was a very weird conversation. Like, no one... Like, Sedegren came off weird, and then she came off as just super cunty during that whole thing. Like, telling someone to just smile through the pain and whatnot. Fuck it. Shut up. Who cares? Uh, going on with the comment... Um, oh, here we have the judge's critiques. I agree with them. Her bottom seemed unfinished. All right. I love Madam Madness, but that dress... Ugh. I'm just con I'm just continuing with the, the comment here. Chelsea Boy's look needed to be critiqued. It was a masterpiece. Oh, I don't know if I thought it was a masterpiece. Mama Queen's look was really interesting. Gutted we didn't get to see it more. I agree with that. She, uh, this person loved the guest judges. They were super sassy. Also, I thought Madame Madness's time was given uh, up given the whole sharing a sad story edit. We agree. And I don't understand how they're judging. Is the maxi challenge or runway more important? That's a very good question. Some of the placements were strange. I agree. Like Megan done super well in the maxi challenge on okay. Her look wasn't perfect, but did she deserve to be that close to the bottom? I don't know. How is it working? Yeah. Um, well, look, I mean, Fred said that the maxi challenge sort of saved her. But yeah, you're right. In, in RuPaul's Drag Race, the appearances that they go more hand in hand. It sort of seemed like they were just like separate challenges and that Fred just said that, you know, Jim Club 69 won. And that was pretty much just it. Um, so 
And a lot of time spending on Megan Schoenbrood here, by the way. Uh, we're st- we, we've been on this for a while. I read a whole comment uh, on Megan Schoenbrood. Did I miss something? Did I do something weird here? I don't know why it's still on there. La Vie on Rose. Uh, okay, now we're going to Mad of Madness. Where they're going to read her. Uh, now here, look. So we. I want to talk about something that's confusing to me. So Nikki Tutorial says, I'm a big fan. I follow you. You know, and then there's the fandom there. But then she says, I thought it was a shame that you did your signature look again. Was this Madam Madness's signature look? I, I don't remember this. For, was that last week's? What, like, I don't know. I, I feel that's something reference, referring to something we don't know about. Or maybe someone in the chat room right now could sort of fill me in uh, on what is going on there. Uh, going to La Vie on Rose 3 on uh, Reddit, she says, Janae really annoys me. You can tell she's not acting natural. She thinks she needs to be bitchy and mean to get airtime and those forced English sentences. Please stop. Love Sedergren. I'm glad she showed she's not a one-trick pony. I actually think she was the funniest in the exercise challenge. Desetkin responds and says she probably knows the vast majority of viewers don't know Dutch. And then Tom Hardy as Bronson also replies and says... I was really taken by Janae when she first walked into the workroom for some reason. But yeah, this episode, I lost a lot of it. Hope she's just being edited poorly and it isn't that mean in real life. Ariel Dawn says, to be fair, I don't think the English sentences are forced. A lot of people here use random English words and sentences when they speak. A friend of mine from Ireland used to always point out how funny and random it seemed to him. Okay, now we're on Abby OMG. She's getting read for the sort of makeup on the neck down to her chest. Now, Abby OMG says it's because of the heat in the in the studio. That could be legit. I mean, who knows? You know, I'm going to go into the chat room here and see what they're saying here. Because I've asked the chat room for some comments. And let's see what they're saying here instead of just going to Reddit. Um, Luke Stamen says that Megan Schoenbrun looks like a bag of chips and Tyra Sanchez's love child. Uh, Humble Pie says Schoenbrun means fine white bread and is considered to be the etymological origin of scone. Interesting. It's also just her real name, Michael Schoenbrun. Oh, interesting. Uh, Dean Barney makes a very good point and says, surely it's harder for a big man like Sedergren to stand in heels. And that is a very good point as well. Here we have Miss Envy Peru uh, getting just a ton of praise for her look uh, from everybody. And, and rightfully so, rightfully so. Let's go to the Reddit comments again. Uh, 360 Saturn says, I said that Sedergren would be the Jimbo and y'all doubted me. Watch her have nearly exactly the same run and get unjustly pulled up the first week she puts a foot out wrong. Otherwise, the drama this episode was everything. I didn't think Abby's look was even that bad, though. My other point would be, someone mentioned it on the thread last week, but this week I noticed it too. The queens did seem to slip into English more than seemed natural. Maybe it's a cultural thing in Dutch drag, but it seemed like there was a producer holding up a sign to say, now switch to English, enough Dutch. Now the girls right now are back in the workroom and they're talking about um, sort of their looks and who thought of should have gone home. And right now they're talking to uh, uh, the, the bottom two, as is traditionally the case, are talking about how they think they're the bottoms and why they're the bottoms. Nothing too big there. Um, and But it's going to soon shift to Abby OMG. Okay, and I, and I watched this scene very carefully. And I actually think we're going to see a big moment a fight. Here it goes right now. They're focusing Abby OMG. And this is when uh, Abby gets told about her makeup and how it, sh- it, it should have been different. And then all of a sudden, Janae, Janae just jumps in and says, your makeup's not good. And then Abby's like, kind of bothered by everyone giving their opinions. Now, here's the thing. Uh, and look at Envy Peru right there. It's just like, ooh, awkward. Well, she says right there that she didn't know what to do because that's her friend. Now, when Janae says this needs to stop, we're going to see it on the on the subtitle. When she says this needs to stop, because right now they're playing the dramatic music. And this is just to put, goes to the to the um, editing choices here. Right now it's going to the music. It's right. It's dramatic music. And then right now Janae is going to say, uh. This needs to stop. And when it does, it switches to the opening sad piano music from um, 
if I dream, I think it was called the name of the song, the, that RuPaul song where they get when they win. Um, and then right here, uh, it's coming up right here. Uh, so Abby says, I need a cigarette. Okay, right here. The music has just changed. And you're like, why did it change to this weird music? And it's Janae going on and on about what, like, I don't, like, I feel Janae is playing, because I feel the other girls were giving criticism too. It's hard to follow with the subtitles who was saying what and what to whom. But it felt like all the girls were sort of reading Abby, but Janae was doing it with a little bit of bitterness. I don't know why she was coming for her so hard. But then again, Abby's being very dramatic. I almost wonder, and I hate going here because people always say this, was this sort of producer-driven? Did the producer sort of push her, push Janae to say, because remember, Janae was backstage when she was safe, a producer, and they, they're, they're on the main stage getting critiqued for a very long time. A producer could have said, listen, this is what they're telling Abby. You should say this. You should say that or heard her talking about it. Uh, and then Tuckin said, you should confront, uh, uh, Abby about this because it just seems out of nowhere. Like I told you earlier in the episode, they were all cuddling. They were BFFs. And now Abby thinks she's took the, the, Abby thinks that she stole her corset and hit it. There's, so I think this is, we're seeing the foundation for a, uh, uh, a, a, a feud that's about to happen. Let's go back to the, uh, Reddit comments here. Um, oops. Uh, I got lost. I lost my link here. I'm going back to the link. Um, for the comments here okay and um okay um final odyssey says mama's mug is absolutely one of the most beautiful i've ever seen she's serving aslog realness i don't know what aslog is maybe someone can uh, tell me with a touch of tony collette and topped with a famka jansen cherry uh 360 saturn Okay, so that, that's 360. We read that one about um, the enough English, let's go to speak Dutch. Ayer Pierre responds to the, I'm going to read that last paragraph from last time. She uh, 360 Saturn says, my other point would be, someone mentioned it on the thread last week, but this week I noticed it too. The queens did seem to slip into English more than seemed natural. Maybe it's a cultural thing in Dutch drag, but it seemed like there was a producer holding up a sign to say, now switch to English, enough Dutch. Ayer Pierre responds and says, code switching is very prevalent in the Netherlands. Most TV programs slash games slash online shit slash higher education you read is in English. It comes very natural to slip into it. Aside from that, these girls have probably seen a ton of drag race where things are referred to in English. I'm assuming it's more natural in that case to actually use English terms since it's what you've heard. Same reason it's easier to write an article in the language you've read articles in or I'm about to get nerdy here, refer to D&D stuff in English because the source books are in English source. I am Dutch. All right, here we go. Fred is now delivering the decisions and Evie Peru is being crowned the winner of this week's challenge. Like I said earlier, I think this should have gone to Settergrin. Uh, that's sort of my opinion. Um, but uh, you may have a different opinion. Go ahead and uh, go to the, go to the Discord channel, Drag Race Holland Discord channel, uh, and leave your thoughts there because this is a Patreon only show, so you all have access to the Discord channel. Go give your thoughts. It's a great channel. If you're not using Discord, you should go over there and use it and give your thoughts on Drag Race Holland. Uh, it's a great channel, and you should participate. Everyone there is super nice. Okay. Uh, and Envy Peru here was very gracious to her team and telling them how fantastic a job they did in their challenge. Uh, okay, now we're going to go to who's in the bottom two. Uh, now, we know who's going to ultimately be in the bottom two. Sedergren obviously is safe. I think Sedergren should have won. But anyway, you're safe, Sedergren. Uh, all right, he has breathed a big sigh of relief, but very good. I still don't believe he's 26, but whatever. 
All right. Next, we're going to have then we're going to we're going to do the moment of suspense. They're going to send well, Abby OMG. She was worried she was going to be in the bottom. I don't know why, because you saw she was listening to her lip sync song. Look, it's always better to be prepared, but I think she was safe the whole time. I think they just wanted to scare the living shit out of Miss Abby OMG. So she's fine. And then now they're going to do the suspenseful moment here. Is it Patty Pam Pam? Is it Megan Schumbrood? Is it Madame Madness? As we know, it's going to be Madame Madness and Patty Pam Pam, but of course, they're going to scare the shit out of Megan Schumbrood. Um, to me, uh, there's, I mean, the right two people were in the bottom, ultimately. And Megan Schumbrood, maybe she should have had this shit scared out of her. Uh, I don't, re- but like I said earlier, I didn't, I, I had trouble telling who was whom in the workout challenge. I wish they would have given us titles or overlays saying who was whom, because at this stage, I don't, I, unless they have a very, very distinct mug, hard for me to tell who is whom, uh, when they're in drag, especially in funny drag where they're all trying to look the same. It was hard for me to tell if for Madam Madness, like I said, because she has a beard. So, um, yeah, so I don't remember, I don't know what she did that was so funny, but if Fred said she was funny, then I trust Fred, and that's why Megan Schoenbrood is safe. They're building up the suspense here, so I just have to just talk through, and I don't think it's enough time to really read it, but um, Megan's getting the news now that she's safe, and that Madam Madness and Patty Pam Pam are in the bottom. Remember, Megan Schoenbrood was in the bottom last week, so this is not a good run for Megan Schoenbrood. She's been on the bottom half of things for the two first two weeks in a row, so this bitch is going to bring her game, her A game, next week. Let's see what she can do. Now we have Patty Pam Pam and Madam Madness in the bottom two. They blow each other a kiss. And uh, they're going to uh, lip sync to Roar by Katy Perry, which has been done before. I believe season seven. I believe, wasn't it Kennedy versus Katya for Roar? I could be wrong. Someone will correct me in the chat room, I'm sure. But uh, we've seen this song before. Now we have Patty Pam Pam and Madam Madness going head-to-head in a lip sync battle for their lives let's watch it closely together um but i'm going to tell you right now that uh i think miss patty pam pam won the thing uh and especially especially the way they edited it i thought miss patty pam pam won the thing um so uh here we go. Yaz Waz comes in and says, Hi guys, I couldn't get in until now. Had to help my mom out with some sh- shocking news she got today. Oh no, Megan was funny speed on the dumbbell, right? Oh no, she was in the hook there. All right, here we go. Uh, they're lip syncing. To me, like I said right now, Patty Pam Pam, the way the camera is loving her and the editors loving her, I think she's ultimately doing a better, better job emoting the song, bringing the song. Um, that's a weird move that, uh, M- Madam just did. Now a weird high kick. There's some weird moves from Madam here. That's why I don't understand why Madam wins this thing. To me, Patty Pam Pam's giving closer to a more traditional drag queen lip sync. Is it special? No. Is it something you could see at drag brunch at Mick, at, um, Mickey's? I don't know if they do a drag brunch, but at, uh, at, uh, Hamburger Mary's? Sure. They both did a cartwheel and that was the big stunt. Bitch, have you seen American Drag Race? But, uh, okay, well, it's okay. You know, uh, Patty Pam Pam doing great. Um, I, I just think she won this challenge. I don't know. There's not really much to say. I just think Madam Madness isn't doing that great of a job. And now she just, she just lowered herself into the splits. It wasn't even the real splits. And, um, yeah. But as we know, Madam Madness stays. Patty Pam Pam goes home. I just think, I think ultimately it comes down to that Patty Pam Pam is much more boring television than Madam Madness is. Um, but uh, here we go. We're going to get the, the final verdict here. They're hugging. And Madam Madness gets the news that she's safe and she collapses in tears because she's so grateful and she gives her kisses goodbye. Uh... Dean Barney says, tip for DR Holland producers, don't choose iconic lip sync songs from the U.S. Mothership. We will only make comparisons to the original, especially if Kennedy motherfucking Davenport is involved. Uh, here he says, uh, Patty Pamkem is getting her goodbyes. She says, absolutely. And says, once she gets that, she says, I'm getting too old for this, which I feel must, because the way they laugh, it feels like it's a, a sort of phrase or the, she sort of gave some sort of like, Something that's probably famous in Holland. I don't know. They, they react, or maybe this is her catchphrase that we all know. I don't know. It's hard to tell in the show because sometimes they cut out the girls from having their catchphrases in the show. 
And now she's saying goodbye, and we say goodbye to yet another episode of Drag Race Holland. Now, once again, how did you guys like, how did this episode work out for you? I felt so much more comfortable doing this episode. It seems like we're getting closer to the mark. Have we hit the mark? Not quite yet, okay? But uh, I think we're getting close. But give me your thoughts. Uh, go to the Discord channel, Drag Race Holland, and tell me what you think of this episode. Not only do you get to share your thoughts about Drag Race Holland, but I do use the Discord as a gauge of what shows are popular, what shows are not popular. So if a show doesn't get a lot of comments from a lot of different people, I just figure no one's listening to the show. So definitely your voice is definitely should be heard. Or if you want to let your voice be heard and don't want to go on Discord, go ahead and hit me up at... Uh, Joe Batanz at Afterthought.media. Give me your uh, thoughts there. Let's look at the preview for next week. Whoever that boy is with him looks very cute. Some sort of acting challenge, which may be able to uh, differentiate some of the queens. Some of the queens are not necessarily look or clown queens, but they're acting queens. And, uh, oh, some fierce looks there. And Fred looks fantastic. It looks like it's going to be a good week. And maybe we'll see more fighting with Janae Jacquet. Uh, but, um, yeah, like I said, Joe Batanz at Afterthought.media. Send me your thoughts on how you thought this episode of the recap went tell me where and now the show is done and tell me uh what you think of the show so far share your thoughts we do in discord drag race holland's channel or joe batanz at afterthought.media but you know what that's going to do it right now for today another episode of drag race holland is in the books be sure you guys are already all patreon supporters but like i said I'm gonna, even though it's annoying discord humble pie runs it Drag Race Holland is the channel, but visit the other channels too. All those channels are worth visiting. I want is I get so happy when I see people using Discord, and it's a it's a it's a a benefit. It's a it's a feature of your Patreon membership, and it lets me know that people are listening to a show. So definitely go on, comment as much as you can on the shows you like. It tells me what shows to keep and what shows to get rid of. I'm not gonna lie, some might get the chop. So if you want shows that you want to save around, go ahead and make a Shady Pines or whatever. Go to the Discord and do that. All right. Until next week, we'll see you uh, next week. That made no sense. 